Experience the perfect blend of culinary delights, entertainment, and education on the number one food podcast in the country, Walk and Talk Podcast. Join host Carl Fiadini and the amazing chef Jeffrey Schlissel. Feed your appetite. Find this podcast on Apple and Spotify. Food fam, this is the Walk and Talk podcast, and I am your host, Carl Fiadini. This is your favorite food podcast, by the way. Uh, we're podcasting on site at Ibis Images Studios, where food photography comes alive. Uh, on today's uh, show, all right, on the menu today, and thank you, of course, uh, as always, Peninsula Food Service, for supplying the proteins for today's production. Um, all right, so there's this thing called a, a sloppy chuck sandwich. Um, yeah, pure debauchery. Uh, I I thought the ramen was going to be my pick today, but uh, I don't, I'm so confused. I don't I don't even know anymore. I I don't know what I don't know how I'm going to get home. That's how confused I am. All right, so uh, our guest today and a friend, dear friend of the show, I have uh, Nicole Cruz from Circle C Farms. She is going to give the farmer's perspective of our Farmer's Cravable Dinner Series of events. Uh, we're going to pull her in in a minute, but uh, Nicole's in the green room. Don't let me down, Nicole. Just don't let me down. <laughs> All right, so there's lots of positive energy surrounding Walk & Talk podcast at the moment. Um, we did speak to a few high-level potential uh, sponsors and vendor partners this week, and I can't wait to break the news at some point. Just, just stay tuned, and I am gonna just say one more time, Bo Jackson. All right, so that's that. That's something coming up, and I'm super stoked about that. Again, I'm just dropping little tidbits. All right, um, Chef Jeffy Jeff on the Schlisselmeister. Uh, why don't you jump into uh, pre-shift and explain today's dishes to the audience? I mean, what the hell are you doing? My, my wife tells me not to come here anymore. Yeah, it, you were telling me. Yeah, she's like, "Look, what are you, what are you doing with these bozos? Like, you're gaining weight. You're, you know, when we met, uh, you didn't look like this." I, you know. Well, how many years ago did you met, meet? A long time, but I mean, it's well, only been the last couple of few months here. You know. Well, this is what you wanted to do, right? I. This is the life I've chosen. Yeah. 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 So and, and you I, know what? I, I choose you, Jeff. No, thanks. <laughs> you know what it is? You just don't bring her food home. That's why. Uh, you probably brought her some food uh, home. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it. I mean, I gotta. I'm. I'm, enjoy, I'm living my best life here. On, yeah. Uh, Today you definitely were. Production days. <laughs> is, this is where I want to live. You I warned you about the sandwich. You did. I definitely warn you about this. Man, sandwich. I was so content with that ramen. Like, I was like, <laughs> nothing's going to beat this today. Nothing. And then he comes out with this, I don't know, it was like a nine-inch tall sandwich. And I'm just like, what am I going to do? What, I roll in it? What do I do with that? Yeah, just Dislocate your jaw, try to yeah, fit it in. I can't. I don't have that, yeah. that, uh, that function, man. I don't have that functionality. I can't do it. So today, what I wanted to do is, since we last week we focused in on like the prize fighter against like the two shanks, the awesome buko and the pork shank. Uh, today, I wanted to show two different cuts, especially because the holidays are coming around the corner. And we all know that beef beef tenderloin or the filet mignon is actually going through the roof, you know, 12 to $24, $12 for a portion cut or whatever it might be for you. You can go and then do a center cut ribeye, and it's going to be a lot less uh, cost effective or cost in, involved in it. And a lot of chefs don't realize that that. that there's that, you know, if you get a barrel cut or cut in the center cut in the filet style, in the ribeye, then you can actually have a better tasting steak. Because I love filet, or I definitely love filet, but I love ribeye that much more mm -hmm. um, because it has that marbling in it. Uh, so I wanted to present that in two different ways. You love the yellow pepper coolie, so I brought that back. Um, John loved the spiralized potatoes because it just adds another crisp crunch, and it's almost like shoestring, but it's not really. And as you stack them... And you go through it, it's almost like a hash brown. And then uh, we topped that with some, uh, or actually we put that with some roasted leeks because I just love that flavor profile yes. of the leeks. Yes. Yeah. So then we jumped over and I said, well, let's do what you would do if you had like a leftover prime rib. And we used to do at my uh, restaurant a uh, wonton 
that was the Philly cheesesteak wonton. And we fried them up and we put them with a dipping sauce. Wait, what? A fried wonton that oh, was a Philly cheesesteak. Che- wow. So it had caramelized onions, the, the ribeye. Uh, we shredded it and who, then... Wait a minute. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> I mean, who, who are you to do... To do that, it just you. you and think how of come things... you haven't done it here yet? <laughs> well, I did. I did it in, nah, in, a, in a ramen. Fi- yeah, but that form. wasn't a Philly. That wasn't a Philly cheese. It was Philly cheese. It was white cheddar cheese, caramelized onions, and ribeye inside the actual yeah, wonton. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. You can't. <laughs> you just. It. You wanted the fried. You wanted the crunchy yeah. crunch. Yeah. Right. Do, do we have a fryer here? I'm... So we need a sponsor for a fryer. No, not an air fryer. Like no, a fryer he's got a. Hey, I'm trying to get us a, a fryer here, John. No, Silent don't. John over here just shaking his head. No, we don't have. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have. So um, the, the way to do ramen for me is I, you know, I want to do it authentic as much as possible. So I did it with a Bonito Flakes kombu and I built it and, and layered the whole stock that way. Bonita Flake, explain. So Bonita is the fish. It's one of the most popular fishes out there as far as not popular, but as far as the, the amount of fish that are out there. Um, Japanese, what they do is they take that fish, they dry out the, um, flesh of it, and then they shave that down, smoke it or smoke, smoke it and then shave it down. That in itself, when you open the bag has such an aroma to it. It's not a smoky, it's not fishy. It's kind of like a really good combo of both. It's very balanced. And when you put that into your water and your stock, fish stock, whatever you're doing, you're making diyasho. Diyashi modo is where you're going to go to. Um, there's so many different things you can get soup packets and like miso is one of the prime things that we do that has Hashimoto in it or Hashiyashi Hashidashi. Um, from that, I, I built the layers with black shoyu, black garlic shoyu. I put black garlic in there. I wanted to do something different with the ramen noodles than you see like in the 20 cent, you know, Walmart and you put it in the microwave like everyone has. Um, so we did a rice and millet, um, ramen noodle. And then I actually poached that inside the actual um, ramen itself. That's why I called it ramen tan because it's a wonton ramen soup. Uh, then went switched over, switched gears to the chuck steak, and I showed you the behind the scenes when I was doing it with the pressure cooker. I took sake and black garlic, and I actually pureed that up and poured that on. And then I started to build the vegetables around that. Use the instapot under pressure. In about an hour, I had that completely done. So it had layers and top, on top of layers. We shot that with, and it was it was a gorgeous shoot. Yeah, no, the photography <sighs> on that yeah. is just choice, man. Super yeah. choice. And he used well. We used the pomegranate, so it made it look very like winter, very holiday esque. So he, I said something to him like, "Wow, that looks like because he had the the matching kind of napkin with it." And he goes, "I go look. It looks Christmas already. You don't even have." He goes, "Hold on," and he went runs over, gets the pine cone with a little snow dust on it and a little, you know, leaves Ornament, on it. Yeah. yeah it was, it was it perfect. I mean, everything about that, the, the, the roast on the broccoli, the Chinese broccoli from Yi family farms that we still have. It was, that was stunning. Then we turned that into the, that, that sandwich that lived up to its name, sloppy Chuck, man, I do. I, I man, that sloppy Charles boy. I tell you what, no, that sloppy Chuck was amazing. Yeah. The yeah. Uzu mar- marmalade just, Add another layer. Then I took the the um, Wickles juice from Wickles pickles, and I don't sleep on the onion bread though. I mean, oh. that onion bread like, that it kind of it made everything stick. Yeah. Everything uh, try to. <laughs> well, what I mean is the flavor. The, yeah, that the bread with the onion it kind of um, made everything else. It was the vessel, like l- literally and and figuratively, it was just the vessel to. Well, you can't forget it and rule out the uh, the non pinky green fried green tomato with the yeah. blue masa, which was the blue uh, flower. I mean, it was like a half a dozen or more different um, layers in there on, yeah. on flavor profile. Yeah. I wanted to do it. I had a little chipotle in there too. A little um, season complete though. You know, I just want to say this to the, to the audience out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait until they see the BTS. Right. Seriously. That's why people need to kind of migrate over to the website, check out our, uh, farmers craveable dinner series events because we have our first one coming up January uh, 13th yep. and it's going to be badass. And not only that, we have the December 16th, which is the social influencers are going to have a part of the menu that we're going to be doing. Right. Right. Naturally. But here's the thing, man, like, you, you know, we're here every week, weekend, week out. And 
man, I got to eat all that food and, and talk about it. And, you know, people are like, you know, you see the social media, people are like, you know, I'm jealous. You know, how do I get, this is how you people get the food in your belly. This is the way to do it. Or just be like Amy Lee and just to show up, show up, be here. Um, you know, all of a sudden she's part of the team. Like it's, it's open like that. Like, this is what we do. All right. Um, speaking of, uh, farmers, uh, you know, craveable uh, dinner events. We have a farmer on the phone. One of our original farmers we went and talked to. Yeah. This is like the OG farmer OG in the house. Nicole Cruz, Circle C Farms. How the hell are you? I am fabulous. I am absolutely fabulous. And I'm getting very, very hungry. And I'm going <laughs> to get with Manny because of Chef Jeffrey's um, wonton situation. Yeah. And I, I think I'm going to put that on my request Manny to make list. You know, Nicole, this morning it was like 40, it was like 38 degrees by my house. And, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, today's going to be just really awesome with the ramen. We all got a text this morning too. Yeah. I mean, I felt it. I was like, I was in my, I was in my emotions with it. So I had a, I put a group text and I'm just like, Hey, today ramen. Perfect. And, 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 and by golly, it was, it was absolutely perfect. Don't ask us cause he ate it all. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, did you, did you manage? To say, yeah, yeah, we got. Oh, we, we woke up here in the upper forties, so I made chicken noodle or chicken bone broth soup that I'm going to add stuff to this evening. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we got basically um, one wonton each and some broth, and then I looked over and there was it wow. was like a prison scene. He had his arm around it. <laughs> He was shoveling and he was growling and he was, he was like a Matt and Dillon. And that one movie was singing as he was well, eating. Did nobody, did anybody he notice? I had, a, I had a, uh, a shaved toothbrush uh, in my waistband. I was ready to yeah, use he it. Was shank. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, it's funny. Um, if, if everybody were to go to the uh, Instagram page, they would see that we did some BTS, um, you know, a big tummy status behind the scenes status there. Um, and so I was smart. I was real smart about it. I was like, you know, how am I going to eat this whole bowl of, uh, of awesome wonton, right? Ramen. And I said, you know what? I got to slurp this, this sucker. So, uh, we did a, we did a little video and I did tag you in it, uh, by the way, Nicole. So you, it'll be there. Um, I got to, and I, and I was like, you know what? We don't need no stinking spoon. That's what Jeff said. And I, you know, whatever. And I, and I just picked that bowl up and I was, and then backwashed. Yeah, yeah so sure. none of I'm, us got to anything. I stuck my pinky in it. And I was like, hey, anybody can eat this, Boop. you know, and uh, that's how it goes that for us. how you typically secure stuff for yourself? Yeah. Y- y- no, yeah, he okay. stands there as we're trying to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, funny. ooh, for me, ooh, for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, um, there, there's a method to, to the madness, to it, you know, like you have to stand at the right time, the right place, with the right presence in order to get the grub. And, you know, and I, I have it down pat. I will say this. He did when we were shooting the ribeye, and I was using some of the ribeye for the wontons. There was like four extra pieces. I'm like, hey, you can go ahead and start eating that if you want to. I have enough. He eats three of them, looks over, he goes, man, I really got to save this for John. <laughs> And he walked away. <laughs> yeah, I didn't he want did to. because he had to walk away from it. I had to leave it. I didn't want. To, I didn't want to walk away. I didn't want to save it for John, but I knew it was the right thing to do. You know, and I, and I was trying to tell him. He's like, "Well, that, you, you, you know, you, whatever." You, you, you didn't really have that. You, you wanted it. You just whatever. And I told him. I said, "This is this like, is no, what real really... friendship is." Like I, I want. I was going to eat it, and I said, "No, I oh can't my God, do this." It was it was a bromance it? moment. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Man, this is." Forget that Hallmark. Is, that was that bromance. That piece is for you. That's for you. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he John oh got gosh. to partake today. <sighs> oh, good. Okay. All right, good. So. What? <laughs> As he just mouthed one out of four. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. We're, we have fun. So, I'm not going to tell him that you ate a couple more before did, that either. It was like six of, pieces. I had a lot. I was actually full. That's how come you got that. Piece. I'm kidding. I'm just sort of kidding. No, he's not. He's still <laughs> no, I, I don't really think he is kidding. So, yeah. No. Look, it is no. what it is. All right. So, um, yeah. Farmer Nicole. Um, yes. So you you kind of you have a good understanding of what what these uh, events are going to be, right? The farmers gravable uh, dinners events. I do, I do. I participated in a handful of them, and um, they're absolutely 
fabulous. Like it's just for the to have the opportunity for chefs to really reach out and push in to the community of agriculture and to take advantage of local and hyper local is is really it's really important. It's it's critically important because it continues to highlight the need and the the fact that even when you're working with distributors and broadliners that they are ultimately sourcing their product from a farmer. And so to be able to have you guys doing this locally and to be able to highlight and spotlight all of the farms or farmers around you that you're working with or that the chefs are actually working with is absolutely fantastic because I think sometimes that there's a real disconnect when people come into a restaurant and they are served this amazing plated experience and yet oftentimes there's a disconnect of how did it get there and so you all are taking it I mean we talked about this before but you're really taking it to a different level and to be doing this after the beginning of the year after the chaos of the holidays when people can actually spend some time thinking about what do they want for themselves and how do they want to start 2024 to be able to come to this craveable experience adventure and to be able to eat uh, produce, proteins, just um, products, agricultural products that you're sourcing right here in our space is awesome because it's really going to highlight the fact that if you take quality products, whether it's produce, proteins, whatever you're sourcing, and you take the talent of the chefs and you take the simplicity of the actual item and through experience and through just a real consciousness of how are you going to take that protein or you know vegetable fruits and how are you going to transform those from what they are into something incredible but in a way that's simple and thoughtful and in a way that's respectful of the animal or the farmer that was growing the produce or raising the livestock to be harvested it's just a really different experience and my personal experience has been that when I've been at these event, uh, these adventures, um, at these events, is when the chefs can talk about how did they come up with, why did they choose to season something the way they did, why did they choose to present it the way they did, is it's it's a totally different component to the culinary experience. But then backing that up even an extra step and talking to or having the farmer be able to explain, this is what it took for me to get this to the chef. Then the chef worked their magic and they took it and were able to to present it to you to experience it. That's just a whole different opportunity that most people don't get. And it's also a whole caliber of conversation that typically never occurs at the table. And so it's, it's just, it's just a totally different experience. So for people who are, have never come to or participated, this is really an opportunity that's very unique I don't want to say it's a once in a lifetime because I know that what we've talked with you guys is about having a whole series of these and to be able to highlight different components, whether it's seasonal, um, you know, or, or thematic and in, in wrapping around whatever, you know, the focus is for that particular event or, or craveable, then it's going to expand everybody's repertoire of culinary imagination, if that makes sense. And, and that's the part that's the most fun. Yeah, that's 100%. I mean, there's a lot of people, even chefs out there, that don't realize where their, their farms are or where things come from. And I think one of the things yeah. for us when we were trying to decide, you know, the farm to table, everything's farm to table. I mean, Doritos, for crying mm-hmm. out loud, are farm to table. But they're really, obviously, it's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a wholesome, you know, people that have that passion, not only for the land, because that's what farmers are. They're shepherds of the land, not of the whatever they're growing or the livestock that they have. It's, it's mm-hmm. taking care of the land for their, their livestock. When you have that passion, it's for family us. farms, man. Yeah. independent yep. farms for us. It, 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 yep. it goes over to that whole thing of being, you know, that passion and that great product goes to us when we have great product. That's just a whole nother you know, story in itself. Yep. You know, when and people, especially if you're, oh, sorry. go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, especially since I know that a lot of the chefs, so I'm going, to, I'm going to kind of talk out of both sides of my mouth for this one. 
a lot of the chefs truly desire the opportunity to work with a local farm. Are you going to hurt my feelings here, Nicole? No, they just don't want to pay for it. Okay. Yes, exactly. And at the same time, it's sometimes perceived as cost prohibitive. But one of the things that, you know, I kind of bring it back to, and I know as a collective, the four of us have talked about this before, you, you get what you pay for. But separate, separate from a pricing component, it's really important for chefs to understand that if you're able to work with somebody local, even if it's not for your whole menu, even if it's just a one plate that you offer on your menu, you are elevating your, your culinary expression of what food means. And not only, so when you work with the broadliners and the vendors, you're still, like we mentioned, you're still talking and working with farmers at some point in the, in the supply chain, food chain. But to be able to also enhance by saying, I got this from here and it's 25 miles from this restaurant. It's highlighting things differently for the, for the customer, the consumer, but it's also giving the chef an opportunity to work with a product it's going to be different than the quality of product, not not more or less, just different than what they're getting from their vendors and the broadliners. Yeah, if because, you if you look at the, the the like the chicken companies, right, and there's a bunch of them out. Yeah. Well, actually, there's not really a bunch. There's like maybe a handful of them. When you're getting that from a U.S. Foods, a Cisco, a Cheney, a PFG, you're getting that could be from Alabama, it could be from. Uh, mm-hmm. Georgia, the one that's down there, uh, I can't remember, Gainesville, Georgia, which is like the chicken capital of the United States. You look at the, the travel time that has to get there. Look, what is right. the care that that animal has when I can go down to Bonita Springs and walk through th- Circle C and see how the chickens are mm-hmm. running around on a pasture? I mean, that inspires me because I know that chicken's going to taste differently. It's like the same yes. fact that when people, when chefs want a birica ham, because the Berica hams, you know, eat all they eat is acorns and that's their mm-hmm. diet in Spain. And that's known for having the most you know, nutty and fat flavor through there. Well, they want that because that's the care that the animal received. But yet on the same token, right. they, they know they're going to spend for it. And that's the disconnect right. that they have. They're thinking, well, you're a private farmer. I should be getting it for $2 a pound. Why am I going to spend, you know, X amount of dollar per pound? Mm-hmm. Well, because it costs you a lot more money. There's no subsidies. Yeah, right. and last week well, we we had Amy on the show, right, <clears throat> uh, from uh, Ye Family uh, Farms, and um, you know when we asked her what her biggest challenge was, it was um, you know offshore competition, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know on price point, because mm-hmm. where that product is coming from, they're just you know the wage everything is is much different than than it is here living. Uh, you know, the quality of uh, life of those individuals, those farmers, what they make, the whole nine yards is a lot. It's not like it is here. So it's coming in at very, yeah. you know, at a lesser uh, price point. That's hard to, yeah, it's hard it, to combat, you know? So like, you know, it, and, and it Nicole, is. you can, I know that you can, you know, testify to that because you're up against, you know, basically the same stuff. And for you to, to put your product out of the market, I mean, you got, you, you have to put it out at, at, you know, X dollar or else it's simply not worth it. Walk and talk podcast now sweetened by noble citrus bite into a juicy crunch tangerine 40 years perfected seedless and oh so tasty or savor a starburst pomelo the giant citrus with a unique zing don't miss autumn honey tangerines big and easy to peel noble generations of citrus expertise delivering exceptional flavor year-round taste the difference with noble citrus Yes. And the thing is that it costs me a lot more. So how we do and what we do is totally different than what a commercial, conventional, feedlot, um, hothoused product comes from. So I have a just under about 200 acre farm and we're 100 percent pasture raised. We're a grass fed and grass finished farm. So 
everything that I do is labor over 200 acres. It's not, so like for my chickens, my chickens are rotated every two days. Their, their mobile houses are moved. So that's very different than having 100,000 chickens in a, you know, a, you know, I don't know. A darkened square foot building. Yeah, 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 exactly. A darkened you know, so feed house sizes. that they feed 24 hours, seven days a week and have a 30% mortality rate, if not higher. Right. Right. So, you know, everything that we do is it's, it's different. It's, it's not one chicken is not the same as another chicken. So, and I, I understand, and I, I respect the fact that depending upon what the chef is looking to do or where they're working or whatever, they have to source based on what their needs are. And I totally get that, you know, so I think the nice thing is that there's a full spectrum of product available and that gives chefs at least an opportunity if they have the ability within their structure to be able to at least offset some of their, a dish or two maybe in their restaurant to be able to work with a local farmer and to be able to highlight that component. And, you know, I think that the education process is something that we've done together, all of us over the last couple of years, to to inform and educate not only the restaurant staff, whether it's front of the house or back of the house, but also educating the consumer. So we opened up our facility in 2017 and I don't do sales. I mean, I handle the sales, but I don't do sales. My, my responsibility is not to sell you on my, on my proteins. My responsibility is to educate and inform you. Whether you choose to participate in enjoying them is up to you. And, and there could be reasons why you do and reasons why you don't. And, and that's up to you. It's not my place to push or, or nudge or convince you. My responsibility is to educate you on what I do, why I do it, how I do it, and what makes me different. You are, and you are a provider. You and, and, and really salespeople in general, they're not really salespeople. I mean, there are, you know, quote unquote salespeople and, and nobody, yeah. and they have a negative connotation. Everybody else who's yeah. selling a, a service or, or, or a product is really, it's uh, they're they're a provider of those goods and services. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. I, yes. I provide X, Y, and Z, and it's either, this is something you can use or, or it's something mm-hmm. that uh, you can't. You can't. Yeah. And I'm, I'm personally, I'm totally cool with that because I know that at some point in, in my case, because the other thing that separates us too, is, is that for example, um, we harvested lambs today's Thursday. We harvested lambs on Tuesday. So we've been butchering lamb, fresh pasture raised, grass fed, grass finished lamb for the last two days. So in my farm stores, cause we just, we did open our new one on the farm so when in my farm stores today and tomorrow, you will have fresh lamb that literally came off the pasture 48 to 72 hours before you consumed it. And that lamb is going to be no chem, no injection, no gas, no color, no chem, no preservative, no, 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 no. It's a totally different culinary experience than something you're going to go get from the grocery store. Well, and it's also, it's domestic. Six to 12 months old. It's domestic. So the difference between New Zealand, Australia and domestic is there's huge variance. It's very different. Yes. Yes. And And then the flavor profile is different. The fat structure is different. Everything about what we raise is, is different philosophically and physically. And so it's, it's a totally different experience. And, and that's what under the crave, the craveable, the dinners, that the idea is to be able to give a different experience, to be able to, to walk and talk about why it's different. Do you know what I mean? Like to be able to say, this is what makes this, this, and, and this is why this is an incredible experience. I love what you did there, by the way. So, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. Walk and talk though. Yeah, I get it. See, he just looked right at me and I just closed my eyes because I thought there was a dad joke coming up too. Like, oh, no, no, that joke no, that was, no. she did, that was, I, I no. just, I'm, I'm, you, you held no, back. No, because listen, guys, we, we don't want to walk in circles, do we? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> she a, she, look at that. She bought a 360 <laughs> full circle. She, listen, don't, don't you, don't sleep. No. Do not can't. sleep on Nicole, man. No. She's, no. No. If I had, ha- if I had on... half of, you know, her mind, man, I tell you, I'd be unstoppable. This well, is true. Know, it's okay. Between the two of us, we have a whole brain. Right. 
But I will say that, you know, between the New Zealand, the way they raise their uh, lambs is the way that I think everybody in the United States should be raising their lambs too, like you do. It's it's from farm. Just outside. Yep. Outside, let yep. them rock on the prairie, let them eat the grasses, and it's grass finished. And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. I know some... I know some lamb producers here in the United States grain finish their lambs. Yeah, the eye is much different. It's not as gamey as some people think and so on and so forth. Um, and it looks more like a, a small cow on some of the cuts, especially on the mm. ribeye or the chop cuts. Yeah. But, you know, your product, and I know because we've had your product, your New York strip that I get, you gave us like back in 2020. Wow, it's been that long. Has it? No. No, 2020, no, 2020, 2021, 2021. No, whenever last Ian. year, Ian, yeah. last year. So it was 2022. Sorry, I'm getting old. Um, the 22, when we, when you gave us, when we left and we went back up, I went, man, is this, did she mess up and give us like Wagyu? Cause it was like not fork tender. You didn't even need a knife. And that's the difference yeah. too, but you can see, and that's the whole process or the, the behind the scenes of why we wanted to develop the craveable or uh, farmer's craveable dinner is because we want to showcase what the farmers have. First of all, like, is there a bumper crop? Did you have like, you know, 400 pounds of something that you didn't expect or um, you can't sell X, Y, Z because the butcher cut it wrong when you had it fabricated or you just, nobody's buying that particular cut. That's where we want to come in and first start there and then develop the menu around that or whatever the farmer has available for us at that time. Hence the reason why that menu was online. We have to modify because certain products will not be available come January. Yeah, it's not because well, we're slacking. Okay. No, there's one already written. There's already let, one written. Let me, let me poke in on that, too, because I think it's very timely. So our weather for the past, let's say, two to three weeks has been erratic and yo-yoing. So it's we're, we're 80 or 85, 90 degrees on one day, and like 48 hours later, we're 45 or 50 degrees. Like yesterday. You know I mean? like there's this up, yeah, like this up, down, up, down, up, down. So to your point, I think this is a really important opportunity to talk about the difference between how I farm and what I can produce versus what's in a hothouse. So I've had to communicate to my clientele that um, when the laying hens went into molting, and that's where they drop their feathers each year as the fall starts to transition into winter and as the day gets shorter and the light and all that good stuff, I have about a four-week window of hit or miss on my laying hens laying eggs. Now I've I've shared, I've conditioned, I've educated, I've informed my clientele, but if you're, they're new to us or they've forgotten, I'm getting emails or you know social media messaging saying, "Hey, where are the eggs? Why are the eggs out of stock?" I'm like, "Well, because the laying hens have stopped producing eggs because they've converted their energy into regrowing their feathers. So you're going to have to hang tight. We're working on this. We've got." several thousand laying hens. So we're having, we're getting some eggs, but just not at the same volume. And so the other component to real agriculture or farming the old fashioned way, like we're doing, is the fact that we have to go and adjust around the seasons. So my eggs, to your point about what's going to be available in early, mid January, my eggs will be available, but a couple, you know, a month or so ago, we were, we were tight. So right now with the weather, going up and down temperature-wise, my chickens that typically take three to four months are going to probably end up taking me four to five months right now to get them up to weight because the weather pattern is so inconsistent that the chickens don't know, is it hot or is it cold? And you know what, Nicole? That's taking them a lot longer. Hold on a second. You know, because at the end of it, I don't know if it's going to be hot or cold. You know, the other weekend... Sorry, excuse me. The other weekend... um, it was time to put up the, uh, you know, Christmas stuff for the kids outside lights and all that stuff. I picked a day. It was 85 degrees outside. I'm, I'm putting up this stuff and I'm, I'm sweating profusely. It's humid. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is Florida. Oh my goodness. Like I, I, I want to put everything back in a box, put it back in the garage and wait till next year. That's how I felt about it. You know, because it's like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, like the night before nice cold, you know, fifties, forties, whatever. The next day I'm doing this thing. It's almost 90 degrees. Come on. Well, you want to hear this? Yep. This is, he, he goes to go outside front to do something and he goes up. Oh, it's too hot out there. I looked at my watch. It was 66 degrees. <laughs> 
Well, Poor baby. <laughs> That's the meat sweats. It was the meat sweats. Yeah, you can't blame me for that. I, I told him to go out in the back patio. I'm running a fever. I'm running a fever over here. It's uh, it's all ribeye. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, how much did he shovel in before he did it? Uh, quite a bit. Quite a, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the truth comes out. It does. It always does. <laughs> You know, for me, working with the farmers is is logistically what we have available and, and hearing people like, well, they don't have this at the supermarket. Well, it's funny because the farmers do, you know, your local farmers, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Vicki Webster, she's just moved her farm up north about an hour and she goes, hey, I, I need to know how much cheese you need, how much cream you need and how much um, butter you need because the girls are going to start, start uh, drying up soon. So it's like, okay. there's my warning right there. I got to make sure I get yep. that information. And that's what I love because it pushes me to think outside my box. Like we were thinking about a dessert with pineapple. When I went to go visit with Marvin, he, I realized that his pineapples were not going to be ready. So I had to shift mm-hmm. gears and I was like, okay, what are we known for in Florida? In fruit. Alligators. In that season. Oh. Yeah. And it's in season. Well, tangerines are coming. Right. Canadians. Oh, yep. Well, yeah, that's two. Uh, but those aren't sweet. <laughs> But uh, I thought tangerines and I thought of like the orange Julius growing up as a kid. And I thought that would be a really cool oh, yeah. dessert. So we morphed that into something with uh, a flourless chocolate cake with um, tangerine kind of creamsicle mousse. And then I'm, I, I messed up last week. I made this mixed nut brittle. John's smirking and laughing because he loved it, but it got absolutely nothing of it. Somebody in his house oh. ate it. So happy uh, wife, happy life. Meh. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't get any. Uh, we'll have it on that day, actually. I'm going to be putting it in some of the VIP bags. They're going to get a whole nice little smorgasbord in that bag. The other thing we have to do is figure out when uh, Nicole's going to get her uh, get herself up here with uh, some yummies. And we could do a whole... Yep, yes. didn't she, shouldn't you have that coming about right now? Something about Wagyu or something like that the last time you were on? Yeah. Oh, we've had that on the website for a couple of months. So yeah, I'm I'm waiting for our uh, coordinated t- date to come up. All right, cool. So we can figure out. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking something that we could do with you for that. That would be really killer, just yeah. to showcase that product, um, especially the, the, how you raise the animals down there and the the care that you have for the animals. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's pretty exciting. It's fun. Yeah, there's there, and it's funny because I, I want to make sure we rotate the farms too. I just don't want to use the one farm because there's so many great farmers down there and up here too as well. It's about expanding the network. Well, you want people to realize that hey, it's not just here in in Plant City or in Dover or Sefner. Then you've got Bonita Springs. You've got guys in um, Claremont. You've got Montclair. You've got near or outside Gainesville. I mean, when I went on mm-hmm. the here's a, here's a tidbit of information. For people in South Florida, specifically, if you go to Facebook and you go to South Florida Farm Finder and you just ask to go in that group and say, hey, I'm looking for whatever the product you're looking for, you will have not one, not 10. I had 76 uh, farmers respond to the post about doing the dinners. So it's it's really powerful. That group is really powerful. And you if you can find what you're looking for on that group, there's going to be a farmer that's going to reach out to you. Attention chefs and food buyers. Are you looking to improve your proteins program with quality and service by the best in the beef business? Reach out to Peninsula Food Service. With 25 butchers on staff, their services will dazzle you and impress your dining guests. Peninsula is the largest Creekstone farm distributor in the Southeast United States. Let the gang at Peninsula Food Service cut your beef burdens away and ask about their dry-aged program. Look them up at PeninsulaFood.com. Now, are you that Facebook page that you're talking about? There's also I don't know if it's the same one, but there's one called Florida Farm Finder. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's Jill that's Childs. It. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, Jillian Childs. Yeah, yep, it's, it's a big deal. Yep. yep. So it's 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 Florida Farm Finders. Thank you for correcting me. Florida. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, that's okay because I'm a member of that, and you're right. It is a wealth of resources. 
between individuals in the collective community wanting to find farms and the farmers responding back like myself, like, hey, I've got this and I'm in this area. If you can't find it in your area, I can ship it to you, you know, I, and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that is an awesome. I'm glad you shared that. She does an incredible job with that. She Hopefully and she can get, be there, uh, Jillian. Hopefully you can go. Wasn't there a uh, wasn't there a uh, match dot com thing for farmers? Yeah, there was. Wasn't, Why was would you bring that up? I, it was were, farm. What was it? Called? Dude, wasn't oh, for was the it, matching? Oh, but not that same kind of matching. <laughs> no, but there was there was like a, another one where farmers were looking for love. It was like the Bachelor for the farmers like, too. Yeah, because there was a jingle to it. It was like da 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 da. I, I remember it. I just can't think of the name. That's funny. I, I think you were thinking that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's farmersonly.com. Farmers only is it farmersonly.com? <laughs> it was. I swear to you because. I, I would when they would pop that up for the the period of time that they were doing it, they would put it up on they were TV ads, and I'm like I'm looking at that going. John's actually that is not what real site. farmers look like, but all right if that works for your marketing, but that's I, not I what could, real farmers. I look could like. see the farmers only fans page. It's got tractors on there. Farmersonly.com. Yep, there it is. Well, but there was the slogan. It was like find love and fire. I forget what, but it was a whole jingle and everything. It was funny. Yeah. yeah. All right. That, by the way, I want to go on record. That was not me bringing the show back down. <laughs> that was Carl. City, city folks just don't get it. You know? <laughs> is that yeah. the slogan? <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 You're right. That is that is my slogan. Uh, I just remember the TV commercials. Listen, but yeah. I, listen. Our audience. Our audience. Um, Nigeria is really going to love this one. Well, you know what I mean. Like you, you can't. It, what do we? Eighth. What do we always right? say? Hold on a minute. What do we always say? We're not your typical podcast no. where it's just monotone talking. And, Hello. Uh, right. <laughs> you no. got to have some fun. You got to have fun, man. Like we're having a good time. This is fun. Eat food photography. We make fun of, you know, stuff on the internet, whatever. It's good. We have a good time. It's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a box of chocolates. I know. Like you a just box know. of chocolates. You just don't know what you're going to get. Nicole, you're like my Jenny. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that hurt my ribs. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of inside jokes going on around here too. Oh, <laughs> I love you, you. Should be catching this on video, John. No, no, Th- this don't. should be. No, this is this is when you hit 53 nope. and you sneeze and you, you almost break your rib. <laughs> Ow. It's funny. Huh? I'm glad you're yeah. loving. Yes, yeah, yeah, old. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a blast. All right, so. Ah, all right. Um, <laughs> whoa, could you? What you are you doing? This is now. I'm fine. You know, he's talking about bringing the show down. He's like knocking the equipment over. He's, he's taping me in pain now. <laughs> wow. Thanks, well, John. <laughs> that's why you didn't want video, huh? Everyone deserves yeah. to see this. Well, thanks. Yes, I'm this, schwitzing. <laughs> this is a viral. You're going to go viral on this. You know. For dropping all your equipment? No, this was literally. I sneezed this morning and I almost broke my rib. <laughs> Drop a oh, deuce? No. <laughs> no, almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm oh, dead serious. <laughs> oh, so sorry, people. Okay. Ow. <laughs> Listen, we're a legit show. Um, I know. The wheels on the bus go round wow. and round. It's and a small, it's a tiny little bus. A tiny <sighs> little bus it is. Oh, my Lord. All right, Nicole. Yes. Um, what's your website? How do people find you? EatCircleCFarm.com EatCircleCFarm.com And the farm is in Felda, um, F-E-L-D-A, Florida. Um, and the reason why I mention that is because we have just opened a, roughly a month ago our new on-farm farm store. And we have a 40-foot meat locker. So you I'm, actually get I'm to sorry, come what? in and experience. For, for what? I heard meat foot, locker. 40 foot meat locker. <laughs> I, I got excited. A 40 foot meat locker. <sighs> so you actually need to come down and shop in 40 foot freezer. You should make that a bed and breakfast. Meats. You should make that a bed and breakfast. Put, no. put a bed in there. Jeff meat? will be your first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do, no, you, get, do you call it the meat locker? I do. Oh, that's awesome. That is so I awesome. I do. It's my meat locker. <laughs> She's so got like it's a, it's gets totally, in there with like Rocky and hits the sides of beef. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could, because it's like you know ten degrees in there. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, I like it. So, yeah. I like what you're saying. Yeah. How's it going at the farm store? It's good. It's good. Um, we're finishing up a couple of the final details, and I'm um, 
just putting the finishing touches, it's really interesting the difference. We, you know, we're talking about um, farmers growing different things and in different areas and you know, the consumer maybe wanting different things geographically or being accustomed to things seasonal, those types of things. And we have a very different clientele in the Bonita Springs area than we do out here in Felda. Everybody's wonderful, but it's very interesting to see what cuts of meat they prefer. And so it's very, it's very, it's fun. And it's interesting for conversations of what people are looking for from a culinary experience standpoint. And so that's been that's been really enlightening, but it's been a lot of fun. And um, we're also working with some other local farmers. I'm actually in the process of putting together a um, application opportunity to work with us as um, other farmers, whether it's proteins or produce. And then we are going to be having on-farm events and all sorts of stuff like that. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked. It sounds like we need to have some off-air conversations to see what uh, how we can all work together on that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. And um, I have no problem coming up to hang out with you guys up there. But you all need to also plan on coming down here because we have our licensed kitchen here on the farm, which means Jeffrey can throw down in the kitchen. That would be just like uh, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not privy to that one. What happened there? <laughs> we walked into somebody's. Food? Yeah, we were we were invited to somebody's house, and we already had plans to make this dinner with like rack of lamb that Pooch had bought, and we had some vegetables, and we're like, screw it, we'll just bring it along with us. And we literally walked in the house, and I turned around and looked at somebody. I didn't even know if it was their house. I was like, Do you mind if I play in your kitchen? They like, No, go ahead. I turned around and. <laughs> I made rack of lamb, uh, soft shelled crawfish, uh, asparagus, zucchini, squash, and just oh, kind of wow. had some fun. Yeah, it was it was pretty terrific. It, was, it really pretty awesome. was terrific. It was terrific for him because he got to eat. I, you know, this guy everywhere I go, this guy's feeding me. I, I mean, literally wherever I go. Yeah, uh, true story. Uh, literally, literally, true story. Living my best life. Uh, I gotta go to. The, uh, you know what we well, need on the, the show? Food and the beverages a nutritionist, a doctor. I need a, we need a doctor on staff. <laughs> we not even uh, a gym trainer and a nutritionist, like a cardiologist, probably. <laughs> That's what I'm you know? I don't know. Oh my! You know what? If we got great food and great products, like we do from Creekstone and other, like maybe Nicole, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to go see a doctor all the time. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's what that. you're putting in your body. Because you have a saying too, it's you, what you eat to feel good, right? Isn't something like that you had? It's like your tagline, Nicole. For for me, yeah. Oh, um, no, taste taste the difference, feel the difference. That's what it was. Taste the difference, feel the difference. And taste you, the difference, feel the difference. Yeah, I embrace that. I embody that. You know, but I have to tell you something. If it's uh, if I'm on a, a road trip, you know, sort of a long um, work schedule, whatever. I ain't gonna lie. Um, Drive-throughs make me happy too, man. But they're horrible for you. That's the thing. I and mean, it's, it's such a trade-off. You know, it's a, like you get that, you get that mm-hmm. like uh, half hour of you know happiness. You know, because it's whatever they put in there, it's flavorful. It tastes good. I don't care what anybody says. It tastes good, but it tastes good. Yeah, but, but nutritionally, it's not good for you. But right, like you know, yep. I'm dying faster. Yeah, or it's, preserved yeah. like I am. Well, it's funny you, your 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 spirit well, leaves you, but your your body stays together. It's weird how that works. Yep. It's crazy. It's yep. Crazy. All right. Well, I come home hungry a lot <laughs> when I go into town. Me too. We, me too. When yeah. I come to when I come over to the studio, you know, Abbey Symmetry Studios here, I come here fully prepared to eat. I think he stops eating at six on Wednesdays, and I, I mean fast. six in the morning. Yeah, I fast for like twenty four <laughs> hours before coming here. It's it's a prep. It's so my you prep. Prepare his body. Yeah. yeah, Jeff is out there doing prep, food prep, and I'm doing mind and body prep. Meaning, I, I'm like, all right, doing some some yoga. You know. Um, yeah. No, I don't see that happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. me either. You're right. That was a lie. Yeah, no. That was a bold faced lie. It's more like, you're gonna out. hand me that food. You're gonna hand me that food. <laughs> <laughs> give me, uh, give me that burger. Exactly. Oh my god. You you gonna eat that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that ramen. Not, I'm golden. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So what we're gonna do yeah. then, Miss Nicole, is we're gonna figure out yes. when you are gonna get up here and when we're gonna make awesome Absolutely. food with your stuff. 
Hell yeah. Yes, well, I'm going to go through Je- my meat locker. Jeff. Jeff is going to make awesome food with your stuff, and I'm going to experience it. Mwah. And I'll talk to you later about the, the farmer event. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. It would be great to get you in there. Let's see where the where the where, where the need is, and if not this one, definitely the next one. I mean, you're look, you're uh, you're part of the fam, the food fam, uh-huh. and friend fam, and all that good stuff. So, Nicole, thank you for coming on the yes. show. Be well. We My uh, we 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 love you, Jeffrey. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you, Jeff. Man, you oh, God, you did it today, dude. You, Thanks, I, man. I'm really happy. Super happy. <laughs> I really am. John's looking at me like, "Hey, man, we're running out of time. Look at the look at the thing." No, he's not doing this. He, yet. No, he's not yet. I'm waiting for him to. He Anyhow. actually is playing the intro because I know the difference now because blue. I, I can hear it. <laughs> oh my god! He just realized it too. Yeah, it's all right. Nobody's mad at you, dude. He's giving you the evil eye. No, 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 no. It's all no, in good yet. fun. It's all in good fun. All right, John. Also, good job today, man. Your photos are stupidly oh, amazing. Yeah. Right. They're phenomenal. Yes. Follow us, people. Go to the uh, Walk and Talk, the Walk in Talk dot com. Check out our stuff. Check out this dinner, people. Yes. Come on. What are we talking about here? It's food. Right on the farm. Let Jeff feed you too. Okay. Literally on the farm. Literally. I like that. I like that. Hey, and this website is stellar. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody need to tell the websites? Now we're getting a finger roll over there from John. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you kindly. Uh, And now we are out. Let me tell you about my friends over at Citrus America and their amazing juicing equipment. They're revolutionizing the way you enjoy freshly squeezed juice. They're at the best hotels, restaurants, and markets. Their mission is simple. Develop a unique consumer experience with on-premise juicing, deliver healthy taste options to clientele, and juice more faster. It's that easy. Citrus America supplies the highest quality juicing equipment and solutions in the industry. So whether you're a small business owner or a large corporation, Citrus America has the right juicing equipment for you. Find out more at citrusamerica.com.